0: Let's crack into it, episode three. Today, I want to talk exclusively about health. The remainder two episodes of this little subsection of the podcast are going to expand on the three points that I mentioned in the last episode, health, wealth, and communication. Today, I'm going to talk about health, the success strategies that you can implement to enhance your life really all around. The Den of Life. (laughs) So, first of all, is your mindset and purpose. If you have a purpose aligned with the actions that you're doing, there's a synergy, an enhanced momentum. You're able to break through barriers much easier and quicker when you have a purpose aligned with your actions. So... A really easy one that I feel most people can adopt is okay the things that I'm gonna do right now the choices I'm gonna make are to benefit my children are to benefit my partner are to benefit me when I'm 50 are to benefit my parents when they need my help having some sort of overarching support For the little things you do every day, make them that much easier. It's difficult if every time you're presented with a piece of fried chicken to say no when you really want it, right? You're sapping your willpower. But what if you know, hey, every time I alleviate this, uh, you know, aspect Or this material from my life, from my diet. I'm getting better. Just by saying no, by not including something, I'm enhancing my life. To say it again, right? It's much easier to make the right choices when you know that what you're doing now will have a positive impact on the thing you want later on. Your purpose affects your mindset. If going into it, you feel like you're having to say no all the time to things and giving up things, it becomes difficult. Over time, you can burn out in the sensation that you get initially from moving in a new path, right? You're getting these dopamine... Firings and it feels good. Yeah, I'm making the right choices. Oh, yeah, I'm doing this for myself. I'm bettering myself. But after a while, if you don't have that purpose and the correct mindset, it fizzles out. So don't trick yourself. If you know it's going to be hard, recognize that. Don't lie to yourself. But realize that the things you do now will help you later on. Shift how you're seeing things so that it's seen in a positive light and that it's an opportunistic thing. So, no, you're not giving up something, you're releasing it. You're foregoing short-term pleasure for long-term joy. Now, the second thing that becomes a passive strategy really is the concept of Minus over addition. For most people, the best thing you can do is to remove things from your life. Just get rid of the things that aren't helping you. Yeah, the tongue is gonna throw a tantrum and be upset that it doesn't get these nice, salty, sweet, sour sensations, but recognize that you're in control. You are the driver of the chariot. The horse is not. Your tongue is pointing here. Go there. Eat this. Eat that. And unfortunately, it's the candida. A bacterial overgrowth that's hijacking you and telling you, I want this sugary food. You don't need it. You know you don't need it. You know what's not good for you. And without even looking more into, okay, what's right for me, what's bad for me, you've already got a whole set of things you know don't serve you. And if you just cut those out and do nothing else, you're going to see improvements in multiple realms, right? Your sleep, your energy, your mood. So you don't need to add all these things. You don't need to go out and buy all these things to improve uh you know your workouts or this or that an energy drink you don't need to add stuff you probably have a handful of things that you can get rid of today that are really going to help you looking at the concept of naturalism what are some things we could get rid of what are some examples well the nonstick Teflon coated cooking ware that the vast majority of Americans cook with, absolutely terrible for you. The vapors, the scrapings that come off when you're using some sort of um, cooking utensil on it. And just the fact that it's Teflon coated, you don't want that in your body. Some of those things have uh, extreme difficulty in being excreted and they build up and there are these toxins. So what can you what can you replace that with? Well, stainless steel, cast iron for things that you're not cooking on, wood. You know, and the oils that people cook with, vegetable oil, got to get rid of it. You've got to get rid of it. Look at the ingredients label on the things you're eating. I guarantee you many, many, many of them contain vegetable oil, canola oil, safflower oil, sunflower oil. Two oils, three, that you can keep, avocado, olive, and coconut. These are fine. These other ones, again, terrible for you. Not only arterially obstructing you, but hormonally same with the Teflon, the cooking ware, right? Another example is the fragrances that are in your life. There's so many enjoyable fragrances from nature. You don't need these synthetic ones that are off-gassing compounds which are causing you harm. Beyond just going into your lungs, right? Some of them have uh, neurotoxic effects or nervous system effects, You can replace these with uh, essential oil or find some sort of mineral rock that, you know, at least neutralizes odors. Maybe you're not adding a scent, but you're just neutralizing properly. So there's so many things, right? Like the blue light that we're looking at so often, intentionally and unintentionally. Throughout the day, and unfortunately, beyond sunset into the night, right before bed, get some blue-blocking glasses. Now, that's something you can add, but it's subtracting the blue light from your life. This blue light, it can elongate your eyeball and cause macular (laughs) degeneration. Uh, A great, great speech to look up is Jack Cruz, Vermont. If you look that up, it'll give you, I believe, a two-hour video. Watch that, you'll be blown away. So, again, there's some examples. Get rid of your shoes. Go barefoot. Gosh, there's so many things. So many things. If you look into it, you'll find a lot. But again you already know the things you should probably eliminate from your life and if you have gotten to that point but you feel there's more things you should be altering but you don't know great just keep shining that flashlight looking for what it is because you're gonna find it just keep improving keep taking steps forward consider the things you're exposed to physically mentally emotionally not only exposed to like these fragrances from colognes, candles, air fresheners, but what are you exposed to from the media you consume, the music you listen to, the movies you watch, the music videos you watch, the multiplicity of things that are coming to you through your sense organs. Consider all of them. You're being exposed Constantly, intentionally and unintentionally, consciously and unconsciously. And so, by demanding that you input only good, you'll begin to become more aware of what you are exposed to. And when you hit that point, you can see, ah, nope, I don't want this. Nah, I don't want that. What what really be required is that you tune into yourself on a subtle level and you begin to notice the shifts right as they happen, right? You hear somebody start yelling or screaming and you kind of tense up. Right when you notice those things, regardless of what the stimulus is, right when you notice that response, that reaction, seek for how you can mitigate those things from your life. Consider what you're exposed to from... Not only electronics, but emotionally, right? Are you constantly engaging in these things that make you frustrated or upset? Why are you doing that? Sure, there's some part of you that gets a kick out of it. Unfortunately, a lot of people are addicted to the stress pathways in their body. They're so hopped up on their sympathetic nervous system. They've got adrenaline and cortisol and... All these catabolic hormones running through them and they're just, that's it. That's their drug. And you can see it in road rage. You can see it in the, the initial reactions that people have. Your objective should be to tune into the parasympathetic nervous system rather than the sympathetic And I'm sure I'll touch more on that later. But consider what you're exposed to. Is this really good for you? Because if you're building up toxins, you need to detox them. Your immune system and the detox pathways in your body have been with you, helping you out day to day since you've been born. God bless. I'm certainly grateful for mine. You should be for yours every day. Consider it. We're exposed to hundreds of thousands, if not millions of pathogens that want to get into us and do some damage. But luckily, many of us haven't had to deal with these day-to-day things because of how powerful powerful our body really is. And it's most efficient when it's clear. So think of a highway. You want to get somewhere. If there's a couple other cars, great. Doesn't really matter, doesn't impede you. But what happens if there's traffic? Suddenly everything changes. Not only are you getting somewhere slower, but your feeling of arriving there is different. You're now like, oh shit, like, oh, it's gonna take so long and it changes your mood. It can affect your whole day. Now imagine internally, your body's got so many things going on, things are being shuttled all around. If it's blocked up, if there's these things in the way that are not only blocking, but hindering, on a, you know, more negative sense. Like, they're actually obstructing things from happening, right? They're destructive to processes that should be happening. There's just this compound effect that can happen. And so you want to support those things. You want to support your immune system and your detoxing, uh, liver, methylene pathways, every day, really, And your lymph system is a huge part of that. So breath work, getting the salt in, excuse me, milk thistle, as I talked about before, Uh, the B vitamins, drinking lots of purified, filtered water. There's so much that goes into it. Having cold exposure enhances your heat shock proteins. And those have a role in your immune system. I encourage you to delve into the immune and detox world and adopt at least one thing from each of those that you can begin to do, right? Maybe it's breath work, something that you can generate, or it's a supplement. The supplements you can take, again, that would help would be like B vitamins, really beneficial for your body in its detoxing. And energy and mood you can get desiccated beef liver pills you can eat beef liver you can eat beef I know some people don't like red meat but it's just kind of conclusive that those things are in those substances or that meat zinc magnesium as I mentioned before huge huge easy Fairly cheap. Right now, my stack is something like a multivitamin from Solgar, desiccated beef liver from Solgar, some lysine from my immune system, glycine if you're having sleep troubles. You could drink some bone broth. Not really a supplement, but you're getting a lot of the amino acids and some B vitamins in there. I'm taking the magnesium, the zinc, vitamin C, again, for my immune system. Not really a supplement, but I'll have a clove of garlic every day. Gosh. What else? I'm not looking at it right now. So, there's really a multiplicity of things. Ideally, you'd get some blood work done, or you'd do... uh, Ancestry DNA test and see what your predispositions are for what you're most likely uh, lacking in for vitamins, minerals, these nutrients, micro and macro and uh, begin to supplement or look up what your common symptoms or issues are and what it could be associated with, uh, deficiencies. Boron, if you're looking to increase testosterone That's going to be a whole nother episode. So tons of things you can consume. And another one on top of that, which isn't so much supplements now, is herbs and mushrooms. There are some great, great herbs that you should be having every day. Cayenne pepper, huge for your immune system. And uh, clearing out the mucus membranes and the... Lymph nodes, lymph system for brain health. You can have go to cola, bacopa. A mushroom in that same realm is lion's mane. I have a lot of mushroom products right now. I have mushroom pre workout, I have mushroom post workout, I have mushroom energy, I have mushroom daily immune. There's so many. The mushroom realm is awesome. And I think that's a field and a market that's going to expand a lot in the coming years. Mushrooms are going to become huge. You look at Denver, you can now produce psilocybin medically. There's a lot of developments happening. But the herbs, again, to touch on briefly before I move on. Lemon balm right? Chamomile before bed. There's tons. And all of these things that I'm mentioning, the naturalism, the immune system, the detox, the herbs, the mushrooms, the supplements, I encourage you to go on your own and find something that resonates with you, that you can implement into your life. I'm not going incredibly deep here because I have three more points that I want to touch on and I don't want the episode to drag on and I don't want you to get bored with each point that I'm talking at so just know that these things are available to you that you can access them there are resources that will help you but it's up to you to find out the ones that you think resonate, feel resonate and that you will adopt being consistent with your stack taking it every day is huge Because it takes weeks, many times months, for your body to get saturated enough to where it can really incorporate it. And then when your body rebuilds with that availability of this new thing, right, so if you're working on fertility, if you want to have a child, you need to change up the things you're doing in your lifestyle, your activities, your diet for four months, before that sperm, before that egg, is really of a higher quality. And so in the same way, if you want to see these changes, don't expect to just pop one or two pills and, you know, cook with a different thing and feel it immediately. You'll probably notice some things, but it can take months. And it could be that you don't even notice because it's happening over such a large time frame That on a day-to-day, because you're experiencing your own life, it just blends together. But if you take a look back after so long of doing these different things, right, grounding every day for 30 minutes, as I mentioned, dancing, or supporting your immune system, if you look back two months from when you started, you'll hopefully be able to notice, yeah, I do feel an improvement, or I do see an improvement, ideally, right, so, your diet is huge. There's so many things in that realm. <sighs> Consider the input and output. If you want a different output, you should probably be changing your input. What you put in your body is, is so, so important. If you take a drug, many times a small amount of some substance... It creates a big change in your body, right? You take one drop of some things and it's going to change your whole world. You pop one pill and you're not going to feel any pain. You do X, Y, Z and it produces this result. Why shouldn't the food you put in have a similar effect? Of course it does. It's just, again, that on a day-to-day, you've blended your experience together And you sort of miss what's really happening. But fast for five days. And then eat some shitty food. You're going to notice. You're going to notice how much it affects you. Or eliminate some food from your diet. And you'll see. Oh I'm missing this. I'm missing that. Or add something and have it every day. You'll notice. Oh wait. This is a little bit too much. Or oh I really needed this. In any event. Consider food as medicine. Consider food as fuel. Don't see it as this sensation necessarily of just nomming and, you know, mewing into your stomach. There's more going on. And again, that goes into your mindset. How do you view the food that you're putting into your body? What is the verse? It's better to consume a single grain of rice in peace than an entire meal and a house of strife the mood you're in the state you're in and the perception you have of what you're eating while you're eating it is huge your diet again like the things you're exposed to you know what's not serving you you probably know what you should be eating a simple thing that most people know is eat your greens Now, that's tricky because there's lectins and that's a whole topic on its own. There's books on it. I encourage you to look up the lectin-free diet. But you want cruciferous vegetables in your diet. Hopefully, they're fermented. Hopefully, they're organic. Hopefully, everything you're eating is organic. But spinach is numero uno probably for greens that you should have in your diet. There's a lot in spinach and it seems cliche, right? We see it in Popeye, but spinach is probably one of the best vegetables there is that you could be consuming. Personally, I'm eating right now a lot of grass fed free range meat, a lot of eggs, a lot of wild caught bone in skin on fish, Uh, not a whole lot of vegetables, but I'm feeling that I should add more. And the cruciferous ones, the greens, that's what I'm feeling. I'll talk more on this again for the testosterone episode because there are implications here. Spices you can have, right? Cayenne, anything uh, bitter generally is quite good for you. Cinnamon lowers your blood sugar when you're consuming these high-carb, high-sugary meals or treats, How you eat and when you eat is really important, right? So, keto being one example, uh, pretty popular now. A certain percentage, typically 5 to 10%, but closer to 5 would be better. Percent of your calories come from carbs. So, how do you figure that out? Well, say you're having 2,000 calories a day, divide that by 5%, and then each gram of carb is for calories. So, 2,000 divided by 5 is 400. Divided by 4, you can have up to 100 grams of carbs a day. I have been and am doing intermittent fasting since 2013. That's going to make a tremendous change for you long term. I will link to a study in the show notes that I suggest you at least peek at and consider doing this. Eight hours of eating really is quite a long time. And excuse the dog if you can hear it barking. Eight hours is quite a long time to eat. Following the 16-8 model, you fast for 16 hours, eat for eight hours. Eating from 12 to 8 is plenty of time. You can drink tea, water, sparkling water, the carbonated, black, coffee up to the point where you enter your feeding window and then at the end of that window have a big meal fill yourself up and just know okay i'm gonna eat again at 12 like it may be tough for the first week two weeks month but you'll adjust and you'll feel so much lighter so much uh more efficient and clean you'll lose a lot of the bloating it's quite nice I haven't met anybody that hasn't felt a positive effect when implementing it. The last couple things are your training and your mental health. So training first. Again, huge. Huge, huge, huge. If you can be active every day, that's ideal. If you can work out, Three days a week for thirty to forty-five minutes. Awesome, do it. Find something that you actually enjoy. If it's dancing, mega dancing, but really get down to it. If it's farmer walks, that's my favorite. Do it. If it's jogging, be careful, though. It's really high impact on your skeletal structure, ankles, knees. Swimming, whatever it is, just find something you can do that'll make you sweat. That sweating. Same reason the sauna is beneficial, helps with the detoxing. Increasing your heart rate and getting the blood flowing not only propels that liquid, but it it propels your lymph system's liquids, which is the sewage system of your body. You've got to train. You're training for life. You're training for the day somebody needs help. When your car breaks down and you need to push it somewhere. You're training for the time you fall and your body needs to be strong enough to take that impact, to recover from that impact. You're training for the day that you don't know is coming. You're training for the necessity of being able to take care of yourself, to be Self-reliant. You're training. Because life demands so much of you. That we're sheltered from. And look at this. Pandemic. This quarantine scenario. Imagine if it was worse. Imagine if food wasn't so readily available. And you had to actually go find it. Gosh it's going to help to be able to run. It's going to help to be strong. I mean. From the low end, in the beginning, let it just be vain so that you can build it as a habit and get momentum. Let it just be, I want to look better and then turn it into something else. But you really, really, really have to train. If you're not doing it, start. Pick one muscle group that you want to improve the looks of, right? Legs, your arms, whatever. And I really recommend working on your core. Do yoga, Uh, you know, ride a bike, skateboard, pick up a new skill that's physical, slackline, whatever. But the things that I'll say you really, really, really should be training are your calves, your neck, and your grip. I want you to look on that on your own because there's much to say. But the implications of those three being stronger... profound grip calves and neck get a strong core while you're at it just get a strong core who knows when you'll need it lastly your mental health stress is a huge part of this how you're dealing with the stress in your life is huge is it taking over that's got to feel overwhelming And that has an effect on your mental health. Imagine if every day you have this garden and you're watering it, you're putting fertilizer in it, you're taking care of it. It's going to be beautiful. But imagine if you only water it sometimes and you don't fertilize it at all. It's probably not going to be that great. Now imagine if you don't water it at all and you've never taken care of the soil, the foundation, the roots. You've got to consider that you are a process, you're a verb. Do things every day, every day, that will help you in these realms. Alleviating the tension in your body is one thing. There's this feedback loop that's happening. Your body's saying, okay, what? what is the, physiologically, what's happening? Am I tense? Okay, I must be in some sort of stressful situation. The William James as if principle states that if you act as if something is true, it becomes true. He says that we don't smile because we're happy. We're happy because we smile. So there's two ways to tackle this. One is you can implement, say, talking therapy, going to therapy or doing meditation or laughter. Right. You can do things that will help alleviate it on an emotional level where it is affecting you or you can do something physical like foam rolling or getting a massage or doing power posing which has this physical alteration where your body will go through that feedback loop and say okay wait a minute what's happening where we're feeling these positive things. We're releasing tension. We're relaxing. That must mean we're not stressed out. And it begins to down-regulate the stress hormones. Just consider this. The more stress you have, the less healthy you'll be. So, if uh, it's obvious, but it kind of needs to be stated. If you can lower stress in your life, you're going to feel better. Now, again, it's obvious. But most people overlook it or they don't take the time to actually do it because they will likely feel overwhelmed. But what can you do to lower the stress in your life? It's going to enhance your mental health. The less stress you have, you will be more at ease. How you handle the problems that come to you from that point on will be less so. There's a smaller intensity to the problems that you'll receive. So there's tons there. I just ordered an acupressure mat. I'm curious to see how that goes. I'm getting more consistent with my meditation, uh, 10 to 20 minutes every day minimum. It helps to just let go (laughs) of the things in your life. And as you do that with just the thoughts and the feelings you have in that moment, Later on, you'll be in your waking life, conscious life, moving through things, something will happen to you, and you'll be like, oh, I know how to let go. I know how to not hold on to the sensation that I'm having. And the stress or the issues don't feel, don't appear, and aren't so sticky. They don't affect you the whole day. They may only affect you for an hour. And then... 30 minutes and then 10 minutes and you get to the point where you have 10 seconds with it and you say, okay, this happened, time to move on. And hopefully you can get to that point where you're so perfectly neutral, where it's like, the moment it happens, well, "Mm, yeah, okay. What's next? (sighs) Stress is huge. Most people do not realize how Having an overactive sympathetic nervous system that's constantly pumping out cortisol and these catabolic hormones, how much of an impact that has on you and how you perceive yourself and the world. The last thing with that is your relationships. Are you in relationships with people who are supporting you? Are you in relationships that actually serve you? Are you interacting with only high quality people? If you're not volleying energy to each other, what is that? It may be conditioning, it may be convenience, but that may also be something you need to let go. If the people in your life aren't lifting you up, if they're only dragging you down, if they're only gossiping, if they're only complaining, cut that bullshit out. You don't need it. You're better off alone with a renewed positive mindset than being surrounded and not lonely, but with people who are just bullshitting their way through the day. And they're trying to do it to you too. Even if it's not active, if they're not like, here, take this on, take this on, take this on. Because we're social, because we're empathetic as humans, we naturally do take that on. So consider, again, what are you exposed to in your relationships? It has an effect on your mental health as well. If you're around people that are succeeding, that are achieving, that are going after the things they believe in, and they have a high moral code, if they're not wasting time complaining or gossiping, it affects you. The birds of a feather flock together, right? These things are cliche because they're true. There's so much said here, and I really hope you take the time to look into those things which have seem to be highlighted as you've heard them. I'll leave you with this. Four books that I recommend for your diet. Look up Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat. For your training, look up Engineering the Alpha. An amazing program. Tons of amazing information in there on diet and health beyond just fitness. But there's a great workout program included in that book. For the more advanced people looking into foundational skills for mobility, movement, I recommend free style. It's free plus symbol style. And for overall life, for health, for some tips, for some ideas, for some direction, Tools of Titans. I hope you have an incredible day. The episodes will likely get longer. Stick with me. Wealth, communication come next. I have some other things that I want to talk about. At some point, a guest comes on. Yada, yada, yada. You know how podcasts work. Thanks again. Have a great day.